Um, All right. Should we start it? Yeah, I guess so. Welcome back to Comedy Here Often's flagship podcast, the only one. No. Welcome back to Comedy Here Often presents the Nickelback Experience, the only podcast hosted by two whiskey-drinking authors of prose fiction who think a little bit differently than most folks, right? Yeah. What have you been writing lately? Oh, you know, just mulling over existence, tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, drinking whiskey, I go to the bar, and you know me, I just write whatever uh, pours out onto the page. Yeah, me personally, I'm drinking whiskey mixed with orange crush, thinking about all the profundities and fecundities and trivialities and eventualities of the modern world. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, man, when I mix my whiskey with tang, you gotta watch out for me. I drink my whiskey straight, and I ponder how shitty it tastes, and how much I would rather be drinking a beer. When I mix my whiskey with Tang, that's like God mixing with Jesus. Magic comes out. One thing about me is that the pen is my sword, and uh, the gender pay gap is the dragon that I'm using my sword to fight. That would actually be a really funny sketch. And also, equal rights is the damsel in distress uh, that I'm trying to save, and uh, using the correct pronouns is my noble steed, My thoughts are my suit of armor, and my notions are my helmet. My life experience is my quiver of arrows, and my ability to make observations about the hypocrisies of the ruling class is my bow, and my biting satire is all my teeth, and my dystopian view of society is my powerful bite, and my characters are my fists, and my allegorical nature is my punching, and uh, my smoking weed is my unfailing and unfathomable courage and uh i don't even want to tell you what my penis is that's crazy that you told me you had a good intro bit for i this had a good week. intro bit this week <laughs> we're authors dude i think because the podcast hasn't been intellectual enough we need to just start having more gravity well, it's not gonna be on this episode for sure no we need to have more um what's another big word we could have we need to have more x ex- x ex- Expatriality. What does that mean? Uh, you wouldn't get it. So what movie? Are, <laughs> what movie are we doing? What no, big but deep movie are we? Here's doing one this thing week? about. I call my girl Hillary Clinton because uh, when she sees my rod, she goes ham. What does that mean? Because Hillary Clinton's middle name is Rodham. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My girl's is always uh, going ham on my rod. i thought we would start off with a joke this week Um, that's pretty good i like it yeah what movie are we watching Uh, ferris bueller's day off or a different one no we're doing ferris bueller's day off okay i was just wondering no you should know that we're doing ferris no because this is an improvisational podcast no this is a scripted podcast no it's not we're scripted we're How like, are we scripted? Um, we're like This American Life or uh, Welcome to Night Vale. Or um, what's another one? Um, we're like the audio book of uh, <laughs> A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Totally scripted. What else are we Allegorical, like? all about the working class. Is it about the working class? It is. Okay. It's a worker. Christmas I Carol is about book. a ghost haunting a guy who didn't appreciate. It's about the a ghost haunting a guy into uh, tr- workers' rights, into believing in unionizing. Hmm. Essentially, uh, that's of. not what I got from it. I thought it was about a duck who was like grumpy, and then a ghost comes, and then he becomes like happy. 
and then he he's still a duck but he's like he's happy after that and he he's come to terms with it <laughs> yeah 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 like cuz it yeah it's a book about Scrooge McDuck yeah and he's trying to the whole movie is about him trying to find his human form once again mm. and to get back at the wizard who cursed him to be a duck and the father to three nephews yeah Huey Louie and uh Dewey. and Huey Newton <laughs> yeah and Huey Lewis and the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. And it's, yeah, the Wizard of Oz turned him into a duck and he, and also made him ungrateful. Yeah. And then the ghost of uh, Christmas comes by and he's like, hey, I can't do anything about the duck, but let's fix your ungratefulness. <laughs> yeah, I can fix your attitude. <laughs> can't do anything about your curse, but I can fix your terrible, shitty attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful book. Can't make people like you a little bit. But yeah, anyway, we but, did Ferris Bueller's Day Off this week. Yeah. A high school classic, John Hughes's third movie. I think this movie has all the makings of an allegorical, satirical novella. Really? Yeah. Rattle those off for me. Well, because novella is like the girl version of a novel. True. And I, yeah, and it so it's smaller, easier to I, read. Yeah, I think if you made this movie into a book, I could fuck it. Yeah. What did you think of this? Movie? <laughs> I don't know. I I thought it was pretty good. It made me think about skipping school, which was you know I like that. Yeah, I did like it. Did you? These uh, movies don't really work on me anymore, though. You know, like what? the kids against grown-up movies. I know, dude. Me neither. I'm now that I'm a grown man with facial hair. I just uh, now I think like all oh, these fucking nitwits are running around causing uh, perfunctory uh, harm to society. That's what you saw. That's what I said in my mind. You you thought, oh wow, I'd rather a movie where Ferris Bueller uh, went to class. Yeah, more like Ferris Bueller's Day On. I thought. Yeah. I thought he should have went to class. Because, you know, he's going to be paying for this later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. he's working a minimum wage job, when he's bagging groceries. Yeah, I said this is going to come gonna back. going to be wishing for a day off then, eh, Ferris? Yeah, it's going to come back to haunt him much, much like the ghost of Christmas working past. seven days a week minimum wage to support your family. You got married straight out of high school, buddy. What did you think was going to happen? The rest of your life would be one big day off? No. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot. Real world's coming to knocking, and the, your friend's dad is suing your ass for destroying his car. And having sex with his teenage daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought this, a lot of people don't realize that this movie is the prequel to Clerks. Is it? Yeah. How? Because Clerks is what happens to Ferris Bueller after he takes too many days off. Ooh. Now he's a clerk at a gas station. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's just the kind of profundities I think about in my mind. That's crazy. I'm dude. always making analogies and shit. You know, uh, I, I've kind of noticed a bit of a through line in these 80s movies where the you notice it in uh, Better Off Dead too, where the main character is like a kind of larger than life. He almost acts like a drama kid, like or at least how I feel like a drama kid sees themselves in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's just badass. Yeah, being badass, being like very whimsical he and thinking out-act. everyone thinks you're sick because of it. Yeah, he uses because that's the thing about drama kids is they use their acting powers for evil. Yeah, they do it in real life too. In conversations, it's the same way. Like a comedian will like just, just start doing bits on you, but like at, like it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like like he'll try and tell you about something crazy he saw on his way here, and then he'll yeah, do yeah. it word for word on stage. Speaking of which, I was at the. Um I was walking down the street the other day. Oh, dude, damn. That's because cr- I got to tell you a story about <laughs> when I was walking down the street the other day right after this. Yeah. And anyway, my wife called me and I was like, you fucking shut the fuck up. I answered it and yelled, shut the fuck up into my phone. And then I hung up. 
Damn. And then her dad texted me later, and he was like, uh, she's in labor. Why do you keep doing this to her? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you treat my daughter like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, stay away from my daughter. This is the last straw. Um, I used to be really good at faking sick. Were you? Yeah, because uh, I would always just like pretend to have a tummy ache. But my thing is, like, I'm really good at believing my own lies. So I would never, like, get to do cool shit because I would always just think myself into having a stomachache. Yeah. Like, I would actually have one. I would just manifest a cramp. That's magical. I would just uh, lie to my parents and then uh, get under a bunch of blankets that I would be, like, warm. Mm. And then they would, like, check, you know, put check my forehead. Yeah, yeah, and, and would uh, not notice the stack of thirty blankets. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Wow, you're hot," and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's probably because of uh, I'm really sick. I'm yeah. actually cold right now. That's why I have all these blankets on." They'd be like, it's not uh, "Because I'm hot." Uh, do you know where the blanket from our bed went? Maybe if you stay home from school all day today, you could look for it. Yeah. Well, not even that, dude. I couldn't do anything if I stayed home sick. I wasn't having a Ferris Bueller's Day Off romp. Yeah, I wasn't even able to play video games. I'd play, I'd like, even if I was like legitimately sick and I'd try and play some Call of Duty, my mom would come downstairs and be like, hmm, too sick to go to school, but not too sick to play Call of Duty. Yeah, my dad would always do that too. He'd be like, if you're too sick to go to school, you're too sick to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's like I could either go to school or be grounded, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, like, I was so good at, like, I can make myself vomit with my mind. Do it right now. Into the drain. No, I'm not going to do it into the drain. Do it. No, that'd be disrespectful. All right. You guys heard it. Brad lied on the air. I didn't lie. Listeners. Everything I've ever said on this podcast is Comments on iTunes if Brad is a liar. Mm -mm. Give this podcast one star because Brad lied to you all. No, check this out. That was me vomiting. I just did it on he the floor. He actually didn't. He lied yeah, to I did. you yet again. Yes, I did. It Brad smells like vomit trusted. in here, and it's full of fruit flies because I just puked. Brad's a bad comedian, a bad friend, and no, a bad I'm a, liar. No. Everyone saw right through no, us. No, I'm a good friend. Bad comedian. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked this movie. I thought it was fun. It kind of remi- like uh, Ferris Bueller was kind of a wiener, honestly, but of a two-dimensional character. Yeah, but I yeah. quite liked uh, Cameron. I liked the sad friend. Yeah, he was cool. He needed he to be uplifted. He did grow. He was the only two-dimensional character. The girl was there so that, you know, all of our dates had someone to recognize, you know, identify with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brought yeah. him to the theater to watch the show. I'm always writing letters to movies, like to Hollywood, and I'm like, hey, listen, Hollywood, uh... My bitch don't have anything to think about while I'm watching all these movies. Yeah, hey, my girl needs something to look at when I'm trying to watch my movies. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tarantino, my yeah. girl needs some shit. No, Mr. Tarantino's good because he always puts feet in the movies so girls can relate to That's that. That's true. Girls love feet. Well, they all have feet. Um, so they can they have damn. something to think about. You're so in tune with the opposite sex, bro. Yeah, I know what they want. What they want is a third foot. What they want is shoes for their feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. If, you're ever, if any of the listeners are trying to woo their crush, uh, just get her some shoes and socks for her feet. Look, they all have them. Yeah. One thing about ladies, they all got feet. They all need shit to go on their feet. You ever feet. notice a girl's feet are always cold? Yeah. Like their bodies are warm, but then they always complain about how cold their feet are. And I'm like... I can't put your feet in my mouth in the keg, dude. It's too fancy of a restaurant. Why are you hinting at this? Yeah, right yeah. Now? I'm always like, why are you trying to get me to fuck your feet so the friction warms them up? Just can you just wear big socks? <laughs> Girls always leave the house without wool socks on yeah. when they know they'll need them. Yeah, so that's why you should get them some. <laughs>
Yeah. Um, Sometimes girls are like, my feet are cold, and I'm like, what kind of socks are you wearing? Yeah. Why did you make your feet cold? I'm like, what decisions have you made today that have led to your feet? Yeah, being I'm cold? like, uh, leaving, maybe you should stop putting this on me. Leaving those fuzzy socks at home kind of seems like you were asking for it. Yeah. Look, you ask for fuzzy socks every day for Christmas, your birthday, for Thanksgiving, <laughs> for Easter. And what do every you do? Not wear them. <laughs> a girl who reminds you of what she wants for Christmas every day. Yeah, dude. You know how girls are. Damn. Yeah, I need a girl like that. I'm real forgetful. <laughs> I don't write shit down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, what, where I was going with, uh, whatever that was, is that, uh, Ferris is kind of just like the crazy, you know, uh, character that uplifts Cameron to try and make him, you know, appreciate life, give him one last final day off, big day in the city, have some fun, cut loose a little bit. He's very tightly wound. Yeah. And that's when, uh, that's why I came to the conclusion that Ferris is Cameron's manic pixie dream boy. Mm. What do you think of that? I, I don't like thinking about that, me personally. I don't like thinking about is. boys at all. He follows all the tropes. I agree with your analogy. Well, okay. Well, how about imagine this. Imagine if Ferris Bueller was a girl. Imagine, imagine if you will. Uh, what, who's that an impression of? The, the Twilight Zone guy? Yeah. Uh, imagine if you will, a guy who was actually a girl. No. Welcome <laughs> to the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a young man in the Twilight Zone... <laughs> Man, that's real niche, dude. That's a. <laughs> but anyway, no. Okay, so like, yeah, Ferris Bueller in the Twilight Zone, and he's a girl. That, I like that bit. Well, actually, I hate it because it's not progressive. But okay, he's a girl. Now, riddle me this: Is he a manic pixie dream girl? I still don't know what that is. You say it once every five episodes. I never know. I maybe, maybe not. It's like uh, he's not. Like... He does. His hair is regular color. And he doesn't have any, like, he's not wearing a tutu. Yeah, but, uh, okay, so a Manic Pixie Dream Girl is just, like, a, a, a character who's very one-note, one-dimensional. You know what I think of who, when you say Manic Pixie Dream who? Girl? The fairy godmother from Cinderella. No. I think of a girl with wings. Well, you're an idiot, dude. No. Let me finish what I'm saying. Okay. And then think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, you remember in Fight Club, the uh, Margot from Fight Club. Yeah, she was a pretty two dimensional character. She really had nothing going on for her apart from that. She was uh, she was battered in hell though. She was, but that's one of the things she had going for her. She was bad, and that she liked the protagonist. The protagonist liked her, and that she really only was there to you know spice up and bring a little pizzazz and variety and really you know uplift this man. She she her character was not important. She was only there to uplift a man. So that's what a manic pixie dream girl Essentially. Is? And then there's some other traits to her, you know, like flighty, very fun. Basically, everything Ferris Bueller is carefree, pushes you to live life to its fullest. Yeah, I think he's a manic pixie dream uh, person, which yeah. is what I call it. You might call it girl, but I don't like to gender things. Okay, well, I had to gender it because you were too homophobic to consider him no, being a boy. I wasn't that. Rewind. One thing I listeners would go back and no. say how homophobic and I've no Brad I'm not is that. I'm, Rate this podcast one star for Brad's homophobia. I'm homophilic. I'm addicted to. I love. You're addicted homo- to being homophobic. <laughs> no, that's not what. I, no, I'm not addicted to that. I hate. It. I'm addicted to not being that. Yeah, doubt it. Uh, hey. 
I like Ferris Bueller's stance on politics. What's his stance on politics? He says, I, I don't care if Europeans are socialists. They could be fascist anarchists for all I give a fuck. Still need a ride to work. I thought that was cool. It was a working class thing. Yeah, and I like that he said that in the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While well, he was fucking whacking his little... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, while well, he was um, soaking wet. Another line that I liked from this movie was uh, Ferris was describing Cameron and how like uptight he was, and he was like a... Cameron is so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up his ass in two weeks, you'd have a diamond. And that reminded me of how tight you were. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know how tight I am? You're just, you just seem like a pretty tight guy. You seem like you keep it in check. You keep it together. Yeah, I mean, I keep am my I shit wrong? tucked. But that's just... A- you know, you Tell me you're not taught right now. We don't have to celebrate that. It's just like... Well, I'm, 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 just, I'm, not, so, I'm just acknowledging it. what every guy in the world I'm just acknowledging it's something you do right, dude. Me and all my socialist you got brethren. Not, you got a nice sweater on. That's you're looking tight. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's wrong with saying that? There's nothing wrong with saying that. But you are acting a little bit like a manic pixie dream boy on the podcast. No, dude. You're here to uplift me. Well, you can uplift me. We could be each other's manic pixie no, dream boys. I'm a three-dimensional character on the podcast, so. Yeah, I got a lot of other sides. I'm a, I'm like a manic depressed pixie dream boy, you know. I got a little more going on to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also I also brood. Yeah, let's see where I'm at in 2 weeks. But I will crash. I liked it because like I I always I think it's really funny when a guy like says he's not fascist. Like, that's one of my favorite things. Like, I was in uh, university. Don't mean to brag for the fucking dumb, stupid listeners. Hey, technically, you're still in university. Yeah, but I was in, like, physically in it the other day on mm-hmm. Thursday. Oh, and, now, uh, you're, now someone's bragging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I got to class early. Don't mean to you know, brag or anything. Where did you sit? Front row? No, back, teachers, very sat, back row, I actually. sat in the teacher's lap, actually. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I sit, like, in the very back row because I still have that, like, high school thing about me where I think I'm too cool for an education. True. But uh, this isn't a self-call-out post. It's a different type of call-out post. Because I, I got there early, and the only other two people in there was a girl in the front row and a guy in the row right before me. So it was like a lecture hall. They were separated by, like, 50 rows. I'm in there reading a book. Don't mean to brag once again. And Was uh, it a book for the class? No. It wasn't. It was Slacking. extracurricular reading. It was a comic book. I was reading The Last Exit to Brooklyn by Hubert Selby Jr. Don't mean to brag. Brad was reading an issue of the X-Men comic book inside of a textbook for yeah, the class. Yeah, Last X-Men to Brooklyn is what I was reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> last, <laughs> last X-Men to Wolverine, baby. Yeah. But no, the book was good. It, uh, I recommend it, but that's not what I'm talking about. I saw this guy like trying to flirt with this girl from across a chasm of an empty classroom. Yeah. And uh, the the method because everyone in university is like ooh they're ooh they're into robots and shit like i don't like them yeah and uh this guy was trying to flirt with this girl by saying that he wasn't fascist but then also he kept like bringing up like positives about hitler yeah (laughs) (laughs) what would he say do you remember like he kept being like uh like they were talking about fascism and she kept being like i don't understand how anyone could be fascist and he was like well, I mean, like, you know, Hitler was, like, very convincing, you know? Like, he fixed the economy, and so, like, of course you'd follow him if you were poor before that. But also, I would never follow him. That's Knowing what, what I know like, now? 
He's like, but if I didn't know what I knew now, if yeah. I only knew what they knew then, of course I'd be following. Yeah, him. he was like, if I wasn't as intellectual as I am right now, I would easily be fat. And then he like did an analogy where he started talking about uh, homophobic guys and how uh, non-homophobic he was. Sick. Like he kept being like, yeah, guys are always saying that like they don't uh, they don't approve of that stuff, and I'm like, who cares? But it, I don't know. I just think it's funny when a guy like pretends to not understand stuff just to like prove that he's not that yeah i just yeah i just really like those fake uh woke edgy guys where they're basically just taking a stance that they only vaguely remember jordan peterson taking on the most recent episode of his podcast yeah Uh, i just i like a guy who like believes something everybody believes but like will like won't stop saying it to the point where you're like is this guy lying yeah 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 <laughs> why do you want me to think you're not a fascist yeah. so badly yeah like <laughs> just because i'm like, not a fascist either you know how often i bring it up almost never yeah yeah he kept being like well uh, you know who i think is bad is neo-nazis cool it's like i don't trust you want a man. like an award i don't trust a man who feels the need to tell me that he doesn't like neo-nazis imagine that like why is that you know on the internet everybody's like you have to speak up speak out against things and it's like well no, like it should just be basic knowledge it should you shouldn't have to be like i think the proud boys are bad it's like yeah cool yeah i don't know it doesn't matter but uh it's yeah. fucked up how you snitched on all those proud boys after you started the movement though hey man i had a change of heart i don't think it's fucked up for growing as a person yeah <laughs> 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 uh but, yeah, I just think that's funny that he uh, led with uh, not being a fascist to date a girl. Like, how many yeah. how many first, first dates do you think he went on before that? Where yeah, the girl yeah, yeah. had to be like, so, are, like, are you are you a fascist? Like, why yeah. do you keep, like, goose-stepping? Here's the quote. Uh, he goes, I never have been fascist, and I never will be fascist. Sounds like a pretty authoritarian t- stance on uh, yeah. not being you fascist. You know who else hated change was Hitler. Yeah, every fascist, every conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like you're pretty fascist about not being fascist. He kept being like, I have friends across the political spectrum and the sexuality spectrum. Some of my best friends are gay and fascists. (laughs) (laughs) All my best friends are gay fascists, (laughs) personally. I can't walk down the street without without a guy going, oh, I'd love to suck off Hitler's balls. Hail homo, they say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Man, say what you want about Hitler, but he did have a fucking dump truck on him. (laughs) You think it wasn't just the pants? No, I... I mean that is true. He might the big have big thick thighs because those were sewn in. Dude. Yeah, thick he thighs. didn't really have curves like that. You know that, right? <laughs> Hitler didn't really have that hourglass figure he wanted you to think he had. <laughs> Hitler had a personal tailor whose job it was to pump up his ass a little bit. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, how am I? How am I supposed to believe in a in a new empire if the emperor doesn't have a big fat ass? That's why everyone in America, like all the CIA guys and the business guys, were so horned up for Hitler because they liked his uh, figure. Well, why do you think Trump got into power? Big fucking that's true. Huge fat ass. All have and it, you you ever notice how he stands the same way Kim Kardashian w- stood in that photo where she broke the internet? Where she arched her back and popped champagne onto a glass on her ass. Oh my god! That's dude. how. Don't sta- make me think of that Dude. photo on the fucking podcast. That's how Trump 
stands for all of his debates. That's a good point. That's how he does it. Yeah, like he's ever... about to pop champagne on his big fat ass. Yeah, and me personally, I never have been fascist, and I never will be fascist. But one thing I have noticed about all fascists: so hot. Yeah, generally. Like, I just want to cuddle them and hug them and, like, listen to them talk. Well, there there has to be a reason that they think that they should call every shot. That's because they're beautiful angels who know what's best. That's true. Can you imagine uh, if Hitler was a bad bitch? Hmm. The world would be a little different. Yeah. Imagine I bet the history will. books would remember him a little bit differently. What if a, a Twilight Zone episode where Hitler's hot and a girl? <laughs> <laughs> And everyone just kind of, like, goes along with whatever he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. That's how we get the first woman president. No woman has tried that. Everybody's like, oh, it's time for a woman president. Well, maybe it's time for you guys to bite the fucking bullet and start hating Jews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no woman president. Also, no woman's been willing to scapegoat a race. You think yeah. that's a coincidence? No, I, I don't. don't. Not me. I think it's a fucking, I think. Buckle down. Do what needs yeah. to be done. Uh, anyway, back to Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Enough Hitler talk. <laughs> and that's our Hitler segment for this episode. Yeah. This is I'm glad where he took a more intellectual route this week. Yeah. Well, hey, can I can I bring this back to one of my favorite reoccurring segments on the uh on the show? Yeah. Uh so Brad, as long as you don't bring up fucking Hitler, I hate that guy. Ba-doop, 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 ba-doop. Who's your favorite uh World War II era dictator? How about uh, the military-industrial complex of the United States? Bet you wouldn't think I would say that. No, I thought you were going to say Hitler. But anyway, (laughs) the actual question I was going to ask you was, uh, uh, so, Brad, who do you think, uh, which actor on the show do you think got uh, outed for being a pedophile? Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Every fucking time with these movies. You're the one who picks every single movie, and every movie we watch, someone's a pedophile. Look, it's not my... Makes me wonder about what what you're getting into behind the scenes. Not my fault pedophiles consistently knock it out of the park and only make classic films. Here's why there's so many pedophiles in Hollywood. Because when you're a pedophile, you automatically have to be a fantastic actor. Because you're with your friends, you know, at the park watching all the kids play, and you go... Oh, I don't want to fuck any of these guys. I got work to do. Yeah, that's how you have to. You got to look busy. You're that's at the why park looking busy. Are such good actors. That's like why when I go to the bar and see pretty girls, so I just like write in my notebook and not talk because I'm too afraid to talk. To yeah, them, I know? go up to them and I open with like a, I open with like a, like I smile and a compliment, but I'm also kind of teasing them at the same time. You know? Yeah, what do you say? I just say some suave ass shit, dude, that a guy with swag would say. You'd look a little better if she was wearing your outfit and you were wearing her outfit. Imagine if you will. A guy who had swag. Yeah, that's what you say. Yeah. I go, imagine if you will, me fucking you with the <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Coming up behind them. Imagine. In a, in a full suit. <laughs> um, no, who became a pedophile? Was it Ferris? No. Was it Cameron? No. Was it the principal? Yep. What? It was the principal. It's always a guy who has a pedophile's job in the movie. Well, too. dude, that's the thing. And like, I, that, cause like, maybe, maybe, maybe he's been a pedophile all his life. Ever since he was, uh, you know, a young boy, he was yeah. a pedophile. But maybe. He evolved into it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm proposing to you. Maybe he wasn't a pedophile until he filmed Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Then all of a sudden, one day, John Hughes, the director of this film, asked him to shoot a scene where, oh, look, 
You're climbing into a high school boy's window. Yeah, he you're was breaking like, into his house. You're breaking down his doors. And get, he, he was like, "Damn, this is so fun." Yeah, dude, he got just rock hard through the suit. They had to keep cutting and reshooting because uh, he was slobbering at the mouth. <laughs> while he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to write him getting soaking wet through his or into the script because yeah, yeah, he kept yeah. uh, coming everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up, dude. I, I, uh, I hope I'm not a pedophile. Do you ever like know? Like, do you know that you're not a pedophile? I feel like I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. Like, okay, well, I feel like I know. You feel that way. I, I know. But do you know? Because well, it sounds to me like you're doubting. Well, I mean, positive. you're the one who was bringing up that you had doubts. So, like, maybe we should explore I don't have those doubts, doubts that just, you have. I Every day I pray to God that I don't. Like, you know when an eyelash. Every day you pray to eye? God that you won't act on all the thoughts you have. No, I Is don't have those thoughts. Is that what you're trying thoughts. to say? I just hope I never get the thoughts. Every day I'm being Brad proactive. prays to God that he's what never. What are you doing that for never anti-pedophilia? Put... Because I am actively trying to never have uh horny kid thoughts yeah i just don't even have to try if you're actively trying to not have horny kid thoughts brad i got some <laughs> no, bad dude, news I'm, for no, you no, dude no, 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 if no, you're no. going through life all day long no, just no, being no, like no. don't get hard at kids yeah don't watch treehouse because i'm staying militant i'm keeping uh keeping an eye on it yeah i don't even have to dude i'm like well that's because you're neglecting it no next thing you know you're 30 years old fucking a baby in the hospital <laughs> break it into the hospital to fuck newborn babies all because you didn't stay on your p's and q's when you were young that's all i'm saying dude it's important to maintain yeah i don't know dude i think it's better if you don't think about it day in and day out i think it's better if you don't fixate on not mm. fucking kids no i think you're supposed to be obsessively thinking about how you hate fucking kids oh you hate fuck kids no i hate fucking kids that you just repeated what i said back to me dude well, actually, I don't know if I hate fucking them. I've never tried. But maybe a guy like yeah. you would know because you love doing it. Yeah, maybe a guy like you will, uh, you know, theorycraft what it's like to fuck kids. A well, guy who thinks as intensely about it as you. Imagine, if you will, a kid. Uh, anyway, don't imagine that. <laughs> but no, I. But yeah, Principal ended up being a pedophile. I try my best to not be a pedophile, personally. And uh, I think he's wrong for that. I don't think he should have uh, been a pedophile. Let's cut that for the clip this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just something about gut fe- feeling in my gut says he shouldn't have uh, been yeah. a pedophile. I mean, those are just my morals, you know? That, what is you a know, man if he has no Every morals? man's different, but me personally as a man, shouldn't fuck boys. I think that's wrong, dude. Fucking, you think not fucking boys is wrong? No, I think fucking boys mm. is wrong. I think it's right to... Freudian slip there, Bradley. No. It was a, a little Boydian slip there. No, it wasn't that. It was boys. a Freudian balance. Old Freud for I boys. Said exactly you say. what I meant, and I don't uh, believe in the same things as the principal from this movie. <laughs> so, uh, did you cut a lot of class when you were in school? Did you have a lot of uh, Ferris Bueller's days off? I faked sick a lot, and I was late a lot, but uh, I didn't really skip a lot because my dad was on his fucking shit. Mm. Like, he would get real mad if you ever had an unexplained absence. Damn. I skipped on senior skip day, and I got in trouble for that. He wanted me to be the only guy in grade 12 at the school that God, day. that's so fucking lame. Yeah, yeah. He wanted, to be, he wanted you to be a cop so badly. Dude, he really wanted me <laughs> to become a cop. Because that's like cop move. Is being like the one guy who shows up to school on senior skip day, you just hang out with all the teachers all day long? Yeah, man. If you even hang out with teachers, you're a cop. It's over, dude. You're yeah. a cop or you're a snitch. Yeah. You're Which like is an a unpaid cop. snitch. 
Yeah. I guess what's worse, being a cop or a snitch? Because well, at least when you're a cop, you get paid. That's the thing. If you're a snitch, you're just being a cop for the love of the game. Yeah. And none of the authority. But you probably don't kill innocent guys if you're a snitch. No, but you just get that. them locked up. So what's worse, uh, being broke or being a murderer? Being broke? <laughs> yeah. Any of the rappers we all like would say being broke, dude. Yeah, I feel Look, that. I'm just going Actually, off of what Lil Durk typically says. Sounds to me like we just discovered a, an olive branch between rappers and cops. I think we can fix that. Ooh, damn, dude. I think we can squash that. That's beef. crazy. Yeah. We're all just hustling out here. Yeah, if anyone's, if Lil Durk's manager is listening to this, uh, send it to him. Yeah, hey, OTF, holler <laughs> at us. Get at us. Yeah. Anyway, um,. We're not from 63rd. Whoa, don't say shit like that, dude. Sorry. Uh, thanks. So I don't want to I don't want to align this podcast. Forcing each other to apologize on the, <laughs> No, we don't choose sides on the podcast. Yeah, this dude. podcast is neutral. Um I like when the principal calls his mom and he says he's not taking his academic studies seriously enough. Did you ever get in trouble for not taking it serious? Uh, kind of. I had a math teacher call my mom and uh, genuinely ask her if I had uh, mental illness because I did so bad on a math test. Damn. So that's kind of the same, but really taking it to the next level where it's like... Your mom probably said no, too. Yeah, my mom was so pissed at me and I thought it was so funny. <laughs> and like do you know how hard it is to be like your teacher thought you were mentally handicapped like <laughs> dude that's so funny to say yeah, to me in really grade funny. nine or yeah. no grade 11 like forget about it. you can't like i'm not gonna change i'm gonna keep doing that that's hilarious <laughs> yeah that yeah, i've yeah. lowered her expectations so much she had to call my mom and be like hey is this guy all here yeah that's he's super a, bad at fractions that's a really good incentive to keep misbehaving <laughs> yeah when someone fully believes i'm done your dude just starts handing you lollipops every morning when you go to class like well what? imagine that imagine you can't like, talk me out of pretending to be mentally and Ill. imagine like not even like going out of your way to be bad like just being like generally pretty not like not good at math <laughs> <laughs> you were so not good at math that your teacher thought maybe you should go to yeah a there has to be a medical diagnosis <laughs> for this <laughs> your teacher's like calling 911 after every pop quiz because she thinks you need medical attention yeah well, i think it was a combination of uh, yeah i also didn't care but it's also it's crazy that it, like why is it always teachers telling you to take stuff seriously and not them teaching stuff that you would take seriously yeah that's the thing like why Every math question is like, if I had this many watermelons, what would happen? And you're like, uh, that's kind of hard to take seriously, imagining a guy with 492 watermelons. Yeah, I, I, like every math question, if they want to do like a story question like that, it should just be Jack has X amount of dollars in his bank account. Yeah. He needs to pay a venue, a booker, and three comedians. You know what I take while serious also is the bag. A split for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is an appropriate percentage to pay everyone out? Well, in Canada... Solve using Pythagoras' theorem. In Canada, you pay them 10%, and you keep 90. Yeah. Um, but anyway. But you're also, uh, you're also uh, lying to everyone about how much money you're making on the show. Yeah. And uh, taking a ton of it for yourself. That's true. Uh, it's ethical. And that's what you have to take into account. That's the trick part of the question. But it's crazy that you're supposed to take math serious. Because, like, if you went up to, like, a grown man and you were like, uh, hey, what's uh, the square root of 90? Like, he would not. Well, that's the he thing. He wouldn't be like, oh, let me plan it up. That's how I knew all this was bullshit. Because, like, 
I, you know, I'd get lectured by my parents. Oh, you know, math is important. You got to learn it. You got you'll use this every day. If you need any help, just ask us. And I go and ask my dad math help. He just can't do it. Yeah. I, he's like, be like, come back in an hour and like has to teach it to himself. Yeah. And it's like, and it, seems like it's not important. Yeah. I mean, dude, you're, you're, you don't know math. We're in a two story house right now. Like yeah. I just finished playing PlayStation three. It was the newest console at the time. Damn. Like, Damn, I'm not trying you to had brag that right PS3? now. I had a PS3. I had two PS3s. Whew. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Wii Sports Resort, dude, like a broke yeah, bitch. Dude, my daddy didn't even know fucking eighth grade math. We had two PS3s, yeah. dude. You don't need it. You don't need anything. Yeah. My dad was. I've a- never, literally, never in my life have I drawn a triangle and been like, oh, f- I got to solve for one of these sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Every time I see a triangular shaped building, I'm like, how fucking, what's the fucking volume of that fucking thing? Yo, what is that? An isosceles? An, equal- an equilateral? Or a obtuse. Yeah. No, that's angles. That's not triangles. Yeah. Yo, damn, baby. Is that a perfectly right angle? Damn, baby, hmm. that ass is 90 degrees. Oh, shit, honey. Because of how hot it is. Those oh, curve- that's actually a good pickup line. What? If you go up to a girl and you're like, damn, that ass is 90 degrees because it's fucking super hot. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she thinks you're calling her a rectangle ass, but then actually it's you're doing a temperature bit. Yeah, dude. If, would that work? Damn, girl, you're curvy like a cosine. Mm. Mm. And I cosine how... As hot and sexy you are too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Girls like puns. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, girls love shit that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Damn, I don't know. Is that ass Grey's Anatomy? Because I can't stop watching it. Yeah. What other girls you, do you like? Pretty you little liars. That you also like her favorite show. Damn, babe, is that ass a uh, motherfucking uh, succession? Yo, that's my favorite show. Yeah, because you're. Oh, a girl, speaking dude. of succession, actually, uh, Cameron is Cameron is on succession. Is he? Yeah, the actor who plays Cameron plays uh, Connor on. Can't succession. believe they let a pedophile into a TV show. Hey, oh, Cameron's not a pedophile. Oh, he's a nice young man. When I was a young pedophile, <laughs> um, one day you'll be being arrested for being a pedophile. It is the greatest honor of my entire life that I get to be a professional pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) Man, if there's any Edmonton-based comedians listening to this, they're going to like that one. I've opened for pedophiles such as Jimmy Seville and Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein told me I was the greatest pedophile he had ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> this episode of the podcast is not about a movie it's a diss track so maybe this just a specific diss track for a guy who won't yeah maybe just tune in next week actually <laughs> um i like my one of my favorite scenes in this is the scene where the teacher keeps asking anyone anyone and then answering his own questions yeah dude that really threw uh, that's a real throwback to every science class i've ever that used to make me feel so fucking powerful when the whole class would just ice out the teacher like (laughs) honestly i was like this must be what it feels like to be a member of the proletariat went during an <laughs> uprising i felt like maximilian robespierre when my boys wouldn't answer their teacher's yeah, questions it always feels like the start of a prison riot yeah yeah yeah, you yeah, know? yeah guard won't or you know prisoner won't obey an order and everyone else is like in solidarity yeah that's how it feels all my teachers had handcuffs too which is another reason it felt like a prison riot really yeah i went to a weird school 
all the teachers had uh, handcuffs and um, what's another thing? Guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all my teachers had guns, dude. Uh, it's a miracle I made it out of there. <laughs> yeah, Brad went to uh, Fox News Academy. Yeah. Yo, fuck America, Yo, dude. fuck the right wing, dog. <laughs> <laughs> How long until it's just like... That's what political discourse is. I, I guess it is just now. Yeah, I mean, we're really coming up on that. What do yeah. you think Tucker Carlson is? Is that with a little more... Uh, Yo, these left-wing guys? Mmm, bunch of pussies. Mm. And then they go, "You well, you guys are dumb. Rather be a pussy than a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. And then the, they kill each other. It's so sick how our empire will never crumble. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you ever crazy. think about how the United States is going to be permanently there forever and will never Yeah, like, it's crazy how uh, most empires last for 250 years and the uh, U.S. is still doing perfect. Yeah, nothing's gone wrong. Also, I don't understand that. Like, didn't all the empires last way longer than that? I think, I don't know. I think they started to crumble or like on average or I don't know. Like Rome, like that shit lasted from fucking four to like a hundred. Yeah, but how long was it popping for? Uh, Rome was swagging on people for a long time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Rome didn't get fucked on until the Ottomans, <laughs> which was, that was in like 1200. Yeah, you got to do a history podcast about this. Who was fucking on who? <laughs> Maximilian Swag Pierre. Oh, huh? mm, yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. What else you got? How about the um, the Swag Cabins? Swag Cabins? Yeah. That's not bad. They were guillotining guys, but also low riding. What about time? the Thottomans? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Lil John. Yeah, the Lil John Tomen Empire. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, no, Rome was good. Though. Like, and then the other empires, like the fucking Sumerians and the Babylonians, those guys lasted longer than two hundred fifty years. Um, the but British Empire longer than two hundred fifty years, probably. Actually, how long did the Brits have an empire for? I don't know, but the sun never sat on it. Yeah, long enough that my grandma remembers the British Empire, which is crazy. <laughs> like she remembers, like they'd sing like "God Save the King" and shit. And yeah, in my mom would class. sing "God Save the Queen." Yeah. Yeah, my grandma talked about how, like, how uh, she remembered when the king died. And it was a big day of mourning for everybody. Yeah, that must have been sad, dude. I got sad when fucking Prince Andrew died. Yeah, he's just, uh, (laughs) he's just. When his reputation died. There you go. Yeah, I got sad about that. Yeah, Brad's always been a big Prince Andrew guy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy for how long you you would, you would just bring him up and be like, I don't think he did it. Well, I'm. I just like him. Yeah, because I, I, Brad always said he had a good good feeling about Prince Andrew. Yeah, I just think I don't know too much about him, but I just I've heard he's a good guy. Like, because we like know a lot of the same people, you know, we sort of like frequent the same uh, parties and uh, social circles and stuff. And so I just always thought he was like a stand up guy. He's like kind of cool. He couldn't sweat either. Is the other thing that everyone said about him? Yeah, they always said his sweat glands didn't work. So. In in an effort to pivot this away from pedophilia, which I know will be futile. Uh, <laughs> no, me and Prince Andrew both were always thinking about not fucking kids. Who was the bigger bitch in this movie? Was it Ferris or was it Cameron? Cameron for being taken on the day of his life and being a little whiner the whole time. Like me, if my parents tried to take me to the zoo, I'd mm-hmm. be pissed off about it. Absolutely. 
uh, until the next day when I think about what a nice, fun time I had at the zoo. I'd always be pissed off about it because I would think, like, this is unethical. It's an unethical way to treat animals. Yeah, I'd just be like, I could watch all this on TV right now. I could do all this from my house. We wouldn't have to spend money. I'd be more comfortable. What are we doing here? That's a good point. Um, but so you have you have Cameron moping, yep. pretty big lollygagging, pretty big bitch. Let's see wiener. what's behind door number two. Imagine Cameron going to a parade, seeing your best friend serenade you, and you're like, "Oh, what if we get caught?" Yeah, chill, dude. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to get caught in a parade? There's so many guys. Yeah, Ferris's dad was there. He didn't notice. Yeah, danced in his office. But also, uh, is Ferris the bad friend for making Cameron, you know, drag him out of bed, force him to, you know, carpe diem seize the day, even though he clearly didn't want to. And Ferris had an actually uh, pretty good insight into Cameron's uh, Cameron's character that I think kind of sums up uh, a lot of, you know, the feelings of like depression and inadequacy in the generation or in our generation right now, mm. where... Um, the quote is, uh, Cameron's home life's, uh, so Cameron's home life is so bad that he feels better when he's sick. Uh, meaning that like when he's sick, he can at least just focus on being sick. He can at least just not have to deal with how shitty the rest of his life is mm-hmm. and just sit in, uh, you know, the fucking shittiness of right now. And I feel like that's kind of the uh, pitfall of a lot of the depression, anxiety, a lot of people deal with now where, you know, the rest of their lives are, you know unfulfilling they don't like it they're not happy with where they're at they're not happy with the options they see going forward or whatever and since that's such a big huge issue to tackle it's way easier to just sit in the byproduct of that which would be depression anxiety all that shit damn that was profound and mope around and be miserable and sometimes you need a ferris to pull you out of that yeah jump start um, yeah i don't think ferris is a bitch i think he's a good man because what you're supposed to do when your friend won't get out of bed is uh you're supposed to reach out to him that's true. You're supposed you are. to check in on your friends. Oh, yo, is Ferris modern mental health culture? Yeah, Ferris is the same as Bell. Let's talk day, which I'm. I've always been firmly in support of. I've always loved Bell. I want to be on record. Yeah. I love that telecom <laughs> company. Yeah, dude. One thing about me is I think Bell is uh, like that's my best friend. All my shit I get through Bell. I'm the like, commercials make me feel good. I just want to thank Bell. Let's talk day for really like. The last time I tried to swallow a bottle of pills, a Bell representative showed up at my house in his little collared shirt, and he was like, don't swallow this. We're doing a Bellness check on you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, you know, because here's the thing. I didn't know I had mental illness, actually, Mm -hmm. until Bell Let's Talk to. I was like, yo, am I just weird? And then Bell came on the TV, and we're like, no, you're not weird. You're normal. Do you need a cell phone? Yeah. How, what's your internet situation looking they were like? like? You know what would make you less depressed is if you scrolled on this device all day. Have you seen like... I know, look, I know you're fucked up right now, but have you seen this new iPhone? Have you seen 1,000 cat videos? What do you think of... Uh, you heard of Samsung's? Yeah. Bro. You Samsung? Blow. More like Sam fucking dung because they're pieces of shit. More like Sam, you'll never need anti-depression, antidepressants again, son. <laughs> yep. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, that know. was good. I don't know. And w- yes. <laughs> um yeah, I think that um Cameron's a huge bitch because if your home life's bad, dude, uh you're not like just don't let it affect you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like that's also tough advice to give to somebody who's in high school. That's no, easier man. man advice to give. If you're sad, just change true 
Yeah. Why are you so sad? Yeah. Yeah, maybe go- you should take responsibility for feeling like that. Yeah, maybe you should stop going to therapy and start pulling yourself up by the fucking bootstraps. Yeah, maybe you dude. should crash a fucking Ferrari, you pussy. Yeah, kick a car, dude. You'll feel yeah. better. Throw some shit out a window. Break some of your dad's shit. Dude, lash out. Yeah. If, you, if you're struggling with mental illness, one thing I'd like to tell you is lash out against society. Lash out at your dad. Maybe show all those bullies at school who really has all the power. That's true. Maybe bring a, you know, bring something. I don't want to tell you what specifically to bring, but maybe it's like long and like, uh, you know, it's like. What's a, it shaped like? Like a airsoft gun? Metal. It's yeah. It's shaped like maybe like a, like a potato gun, and uh, maybe it's like full of like, you know, lead, uh, like capsules containing lead. Like little also, tiny lead shaped potatoes. Yeah, maybe they're made out of lead. They're shaped like uh, carrots, like baby carrots, and they're full. Of, they're in like a magazine. And you show them, you you know, you teach those bullies who the fuck uh, really has mental illness. <laughs> it's them now. After seeing what you're about to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe you have the mental illness. You're the one in the hospital for the hole in your brain. That do you I think put that there. pisses off school shooters when they see all the bullies on TV getting sympathy after? They're just like, oh fuck, I, man. Yeah, this backfired. That's actually why it's hard to live with mental illness because you shoot all the guys who are bullying you, and then next thing you know, they're fucking TV megastars. They're the heroes, and no one's asking why they what what they did to get shot. Yeah, what no they one did asks, to get their ass shot. No one asks Kyle Rittenhouse how he feels. Have you ever noticed that? Well, he he crying. He was pretty sad about it. Yeah, which I also think is something a bitch would do. Yeah. I believe that if you're going to shoot three guys, you're not allowed to cry about it after. Look, you should got to know yourself. You. It's important to know if you can handle that. Me personally, I'll kill three guys. If I killed th- three guys, yeah. I have killed three guys. Yeah, that's... I've killed so many people, dude. Brad's killed three guys and countless women. Yeah. <laughs> can you edit that out? <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit of a Freudian slip. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh. What did What did you think of the ending of this movie? Where you know what I call him, Kobe Rittenhouse. Kobe he never misses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Brad sickness chance. <laughs> We're really fake uh, left today, baby. No, I'm trying to be topical. Uh. You know what else I call him? Fucking uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's racist. Oh shit. <laughs> Yo. <dude. laughs> Got his ass, baby. Yeah, better call, uh, um, I don't know, Obama. Yeah. Let him know that we're f- coming for his friend. Yeah, I call Kyle Rittenhouse Barack Obama because he, uh, you know. Well, I feel like this <laughs> has run its course. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, what did you think of the ending of this movie with Cameron uh, kicking the car out the window? I thought that was sick. I also thought I think it was you sick. should do that to Ferraris. I think the only reason people buy fancy luxury cars is to ruin them. I mean, what it else has you to want be, it for? Because, like, dude, I've thought uh, I've thought about that. Like, I mean, Cameron mentions it too in this movie that uh, his dad doesn't drive it anywhere; he just keeps it in in the garage and like cleans it sometimes. And it's like, yeah, I'd be terrified to drive that like that wouldn't be fun that'd just be so stressful yeah because you're just like worried about scratching the paint and shit Yeah, exactly yeah and i'm always drunk when i drive too so it'd be an issue for me oh huge issue yeah i'm always killing guys with a gun and then drunk driving um 
Also, you ever notice how, like, nothing insane ever happened when you skipped school, but, like, when you went back the next day, something insane happened at school and you missed it? Yes. That's what would always happen to me. I'd be like, yeah, I had a pretty crazy day. Didn't have to come to class. And they'd be like, yeah, there was a 90-man fight in the hallway where we beat up the principal. Yeah, you missed missed the class war at school today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a revolution. (laughs) I'd go back to school and a kid would be in the principal's office. Damn. And no principal. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, I think this movie taught our parents to believe that they're oppressed. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. all the movies where it's like a student outsmarting all the staff at school, like I think that's just like a white exploitation. Yeah. I mean, it basically is. It's totally uh, that we have. It's yeah. We have nothing else going on. This is yeah. literally all we can get angry about. I think it's a movie about Mayo Cracker empowerment. Yeah, which is, I know. I mean, it's about time. I mean, it's like uh, there's a song "White Riot" by The Clash that's all about how he's a white guy and his shit's he's got it too easy, yeah. uh, and he just wants to riot, but he has nothing to riot about. Yeah, how that's about like those fucking bitch ass teachers, dog? Yeah, well, that's and then you got the Pink Floyd's, you know, "Hey Teacher," "Hey Teacher," "Show me your ass." <laughs> <laughs> Me. That's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. always thinking in school. Bam, I, all my badass teachers. Um, yeah, dude, I, I, I like that's why you shouldn't graduate because then you don't have anything to fight against. You know, that's true, man. Because then you're just 19 and fucking white and everything's going good right. for you. Never graduate. Um, high school forever. Yeah, stay in high school. High school rules. A lot of people peak in high school, but you can just always be at your peak if you never leave. Yeah, high school. ride that peak. Yeah, ride that wave. Yeah, I'm Ride always, that perfect wave. I'm always in. I always go to high schools. I'm not even enrolled in. They're like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "Riding, meeting girls, here to ride." What are you doing here? Here to ride the wave. <laughs> <laughs> Just continuing my peak, brother. Continuing <laughs> to scale Everest. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out on the peak, finding out that peak was actually just a plateau. Yeah, I'm still climbing, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That peak. Uh, if you go back in high school and do it again, you can re-peak. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that. Plus, you're bigger and stronger this time. Yeah, yeah. Among all the teams, I think this movie is a psyop created by the government to try to trick us into being stupid. Why? Because uh, instead of you know, instead of dancing around, a lot of our greatest entrepreneurs they skipped school to be productive. Like my personal hero, Steve Jobs slash Bill Gates. Yep. Who I, I actually think is the same guy. But uh, they skipped school to build computers in the garage. They didn't throw parades in Manhattan. Yeah, but, you know, I'm sure there's one guy who did spend his youth throwing parades. And I bet, you know what, now in his old age, but he throws pretty fucking insane parades. I think this movie's just honestly. It's you think that's the guy who's in charge of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Who? Like I I don't know his name, but there's one guy who has to be in charge of the biggest yeah, parade. Yeah, I think in the it world. was William H Macy. John William H Parade. Yeah, <laughs> William F Parade. <laughs> no, I think this movie is government propaganda designed to split the working class into um, nerds and jocks. Mm. True. So chew on that, listeners. Yeah, actually, I think this is a pretty good movie. I think it's a good. Um, a good movie to kind of force you to realize that if your life sucks, it's like, hey, maybe it's because you're living it wrong. Maybe yeah. you're living it in a boring way that's lame. Ferris said it best, I think. When they're, I, I forget when exactly he said it, but it was like around the parade sequence, right after they had a sick day, 
but he's like they just finished doing something that rocked and they're like he's like man everyone's in gym class right now yeah and it's like yeah man if you want your life to be exceptional you got to do something exceptional yeah you have to seize the day exactly you can't just put on your own gym class exactly and it's nice that uh cameron had a guy like ferris to pull himself up by the bootstraps yeah yeah yeah. because i think really when you break it all down and you analyze this movie with a uh, microscopic lens Mm. you realize Mm, that mm, it's mm. (laughs) (laughs) can you tell me to preach in one second yeah I think uh, when you really look into it and you you analyze it, psychoanalyze it even, you realize that this movie is about the power of friendship. Brad, can I tell you to preach it? Yeah, dude. Preach it. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, dude. Because um, Cameron says, I had so much fun today, I'll never wish that I was dead again. And I think that's what friends can help you realize. Straight up, that's how I felt after I ate mushrooms. Like yeah. the first time, it was like, yeah. Doing mushrooms is about the power of friendship? I mean, it taught me a thing or two about the power of friendship, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's crazy, dude. It's crazy that everything in the world is about the power of friendship. Yeah, dude. It's all yeah. about uh, hugging your bros. When I was smoking crack with those five guys in yeah. the alley... I was like, all I could think was like, God damn, we are such good friends. Closer to and that's probably why I got robbed else. for all my crack, but uh, it was still a nice realization. Yeah. So uh, that's a good place to end. I think. I think so too. Yeah. This is a, I I like this movie. I recommend it. I think uh, my parents learned a lot from. This is my dad's for real number one favorite movie of all time. Really? Yeah. Like he loved this movie. He would always like. W- at sleepovers, when my friends and I needed a movie to watch, he'd be like, yo, you should check out Ferris Bueller. And I'd watch him and be like, this is old and bad. Damn, because my dad's favorite movie is La Riviere Problematique. He's, he's a, he likes foreign films because I have an intellectual family. But it's cool that your dad likes this fucking bullshit. Nah, dude, your, fa- your dad's favorite film is uh, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. It's Kenny Lollacost du Kenny Bell. <laughs> Kenny Bell. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a foreign film. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, it. maybe you're probably right. Um, anyway, thanks for listening to the show. I think Lollacost du Kenny Bell is a good Lollacost du Kenny Bell. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's yeah. close this out on a Holocaust joke. You whatever. have anything to plug? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> hey, come see me at. Uh, uh, I'm going to be performing in Edmonton at the at the comic strip, uh, December 9th to 12th. I am also going to be performing in Vancouver at the House of Comedy, December 16th to the 19th. Oh well, fuck my ass. I'll also be fucking Brad's ass. <laughs> um, I swag Thursdays on Thursdays at the Grindstone, Young Guns on Wednesdays at the Comic Strip. I'm in uh, Calgary on Friday at Bow River Brewing. I'm in fucking some place called Coldale on Saturday, uh, Lethbridge on Sunday, uh, Ottawa February 11th and 12th, Fort Mac December 1st. Not doing these in order. Uh, Lethbridge December 3rd and 4th. Um, I'm on the Danger Cats live stream December 8th, Peace River December 11th. I don't like plugging, dude. It feels stupid. Yeah, I think it's cool, though. I mostly just like flexing my dates. Hey, biggest one. Hey, uh, March 24th, I'm going to be in Edmonton opening for Shane Gillis at the comic strip. So uh, come to that. Yeah, more like Shrain Problematicus. Yo, fucking shut up, dude. Uh, Yeah.
Okay. I'm going to open for Eric Griffin at the comic strip at some point. Yeah. I don't mean to brag or anything, but... Me and Brad are all very famous guys. Anyway. Yeah. Come to the shows. Kiss us on the mouth. Tell us we're better than the headliner. You guys yeah. know the deal. Mwah. Yeah, 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 yeah.